Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm happy to be talking to you about how to pet the lizard or how to Calm your nervous system and the anxious brain. We get talking about this, about petting the lizard, because that's just another name for the ancient brain. And I first heard that term, uh, to pet the lizard, from Rick Hansen. So I hope that you will smile when you hear that term, because smiling actually sends messages to your nervous system that things are okay. And maybe that ancient brain, that lizard part of your brain can step down. So let's get on here and talk about this. The lizard brain is the first, the most ancient part of the main three parts of the brain that we've developed. Not going to get technical here because that's not my gig. I, this is just good to have a little bit of a visual so you know where some of these things are coming from and why you might be feeling some of the things that you feel when your anxiety is ramping up or your reptilian brain is running loose. This ancient brain, it's sometimes called the ancient brain. It could be called the lower brain or the reptilian brain. And it is that basic survival part of the brain. It was the first part of our brains that was developed. And this is the amygdala, which controls not only memory, speech, and visual cues, but its job is to provide us with very primal instincts. And this I know you can identify with. This is where we are getting the instincts, the fear, the hunger and arousal. Hence, it's known as uh, the feed and breed part of the brain, right? It is just that very basic survival and to pass on the genes, just keep going as a species. So again, it's basic. We're not talking about a lot of creativity. We're not talking about a lot of planning and uh, figuring things out. This is basic. It's fear, it's hunger and arousal. So this lizard part of our brain is um, very much able to overtake some of the other parts of our brain. But before I get to that, I want to talk about the lizard being responsible for signaling the body to release those stress hormones, including uh, adrenaline and cortisol, which are the ones we mainly talk about. And that 
can cause those of us who have been excitable in the past or who are having anxiety, um, people who are overstressed, it can cause you a lot more trouble because it is the piece that is signaling to the body to release these stress hormones. And if you're already uh, stressed out and if you're already overly sensitive uh, to what is going on around you, you know that that can be enough to throw you into what we would call anxiety or what for some would end up being maybe a panic attack. So this most basic part will actually hijack the more thinking parts of our brain when we are in fear. And that's its job. Its job is to avoid harm. So in our best interest, uh, to pet the lizard and let it know that we are safe. That is what we are to do with our, our will and our wise mind, the parts that we do have still working. Because when the fear is coming up, when we have triggered that amygdala or the lizard, you know, it wants to get us to safety. So it takes over. It grabs all of the energy. It gets more blood flow. We shut down some other parts of the brain, not to the point where we are not able to think or we lose anything or memories or blackout or anything like that. But what happens is, is its job is to flare up big, get us to safety and then go back to sleep again, go back down again into its resting state versus being on alert 24-7. So it is on alert, but we keep it on high alert with our anxiety, with our constant stress. And what are we talking about with constant stress? Well, we're talking about never resting, always thinking, always planning, always checking. What are we checking? We're checking our phones. We're checking our email. We're checking on everything around us. We have so much going on and it doesn't even have to be external. People with anxiety know they have busy inner lives also. There's so much going on in that thinking. So we don't get to feel that rest and that re- go into the rest and digest mode, right? We're, we're too busy uh, in the fight or flight always on that. And so what we want to try to do is try to understand that there are these different parts and that we want to be able to calm or pet the lizard so that that lizard can go to sleep (laughs) and not totally to sleep. You know what I'm just saying here is to pet the lizard to calm down and be a happy little lizard just waiting for its next time that it does need to serve us. And when would it need to serve us? Let's look at that. We want that to come up when We are in a dangerous situation such as driving on a slippery road and the car starts to uh, spin out and you have to pay attention. You have to be crystal clear. You don't need to be digesting your dinner. You don't need to be planning uh, for the future. You need all of your resources right here, right now. And so you get really sharp with your vision. You know, it's like you go, you know exactly what to do. Your body can move quickly, just like jumping out of the way of a car that is coming down the street that you didn't see. You can jump back up on the curb almost without thinking about it. These are reflexes and responses that we get from our amygdala, from being able to be pushed into that high alert state to be able to take care of things. 
the problem comes when we don't ever come out of that state because we move from one to the next to the next. So what we want to do is to be able to communicate to the amygdala that we do have some times that are calm and peaceful and we're going to pet the lizard and let him stand down a little bit. Not have to be on high alert sending out stress hormones all the time. So its job is to avoid harm, and it's in our best interest to pet the lizard and let it know that it's safe when it's in an oversensitized state and reacting to everything under the sun. You know what I'm talking about here when if any of you have been in that oversensitized state, just too much going on too fast all the time. So we want to be able to communicate to our lizard brain that all is well and it can stand down and let us have a break and go into our rest and digest. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. And so fortunately, we do have two other parts of our brain that can help us do that. So I just will briefly tell you the three basic stages. The reptile, which is the brainstem, which is focused on avoiding harm. So you know that feeling. That is what anxiety is focused on, right? Avoiding harm. Then, and it may be harm that's in the future, but anyway, well, that's a whole nother podcast. And then the next basic stage is the mammal, the limbic system, focused on rewards. And so we all understand this part of our, our uh, brain also where we're going toward the good, toward the reward. And then the final, which is the primate, is the cortex, and that is focused on attaching. So we have the reptile, the mammal, and the primate parts of our brain. And if you want to help yourself feel less anxious, concerned, uneasy, nervous, or traumatized, if you want to feel less of those feelings and reactions, those are all highly affected by the lizard brain. And so you need many, many repetitions of feeling safe, 
protected and at ease to leave some lasting traces on the brainstem that produces the first emotion, the most primal one of all, fear. And anyone who is listening to this show is well acquainted with the emotion and the feeling of fear. So we could put it a little differently by saying, your inner lizard needs a lot of petting. We need a lot of attention paid to this, to our being into a calm and less reactive state. And we need to do it over and over again if we want to feel less anxious, overly concerned, always feeling uneasy or nervous, and have been traumatized in the past. We need to do this with many repetitions. So I have some tips for you that uh, can help you get going with this, and I want you to try them. And of course, so get your journals ready if you're keeping track in a journal. Now let's get back on with our calming the ancient brain for petting the lizard. I have some things I'd like you to try out. First thing I want you to do is to be aware. Notice when that protective lizard begins to stand guard. And then try to relax a bit. Remind yourself that you are actually all right right now. You can say, I am okay. Thank you for the help, lizard, but I am okay. And send soothing thoughts to your inner lizard. I want to interject here that you may now be able to start seeing why it doesn't do us any good to get angry with ourselves when we have found ourselves in a stressful or anxious situation that only revs up the lizard a little bit more. The next one I want you to do is to be able to self-soothe your body. Remember that most of our triggers come from our own body not the outside world. So as your body begins to settle down, you will be sending the messages up to your brain that all is well and that there is no emergency. So remember, things come from the outside, but it is what we do with our body and our thinking that actually trigger it and make it more of an issue. So when you have you notice the body tensing, or you notice your stomach starting to do what it does. A lot of people have digestive issues that are their first sign, or your breathing is shallow. Some people get tension, they get the headache. Pay attention and note to yourself that I need to self-soothe here, not to beat myself up. Let the lizard know there is no emergency. Next, I want you to be able to take a deep breath and feel each part of it, noticing that you are basically okay. And you can, on the exhale, be noticing that you are letting go of tension and anxiety and repeat this as often as you would like. This is also a good thing to do during transition times, which can be getting into your car or getting out of your car going in the front door, you know, those times where we're going to be changing from doing one thing to another. It's great to be able to let go of the tensions of what we were just doing and start our new moments fresh. Change your posture. Sit up a little taller, stand up or sit down. Be aware of your body's posture. Where are your shoulders? Are you 
hunching down forward? Are, are you in the shape of a C, which really closes your chest down and doesn't allow the lungs to take a full and deep breath? The next one is to bring your attention to your daily activities and notice that as you do them, you are safe, you're okay, and that there is no danger. Now, there may be discomfort, but there is no danger. And we have other podcasts on the discomfort and the danger, and we will talk about it again in more depth. But for now, just bring attention to your daily activities and notice that when you are doing them, that you are safe. When you are in your car, when you are walking into work, all of the things that you are doing, sitting at your desk, playing with the children, whatever you're doing, Remind yourself that you, when you see yourself doing it, that you are okay and that there is no danger, even if there is discomfort. Giving the inner lizard some attention and well-deserved petting, as we are doing by telling it everything is okay, can get you very calming results. But remember, like I said earlier, you need to do a lot of petting. So don't be hard on yourself. Just keep doing it over and over again. You'll get there, I promise. And now for today's quote. A calm mind releases the most precious capacity a human being can have. The capacity to turn anger into compassion, fear into fearlessness, and hatred into love. And that's from Eknath Eswaran. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.